Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Namaste, yogis. I'm Andrew Seeley here to welcome you to the Yoga Revealed podcast. I believe one of the most enlightening things that you can do for yourself is immerse your mind, body, and spirit in yoga. Yoga is union, and when we unite, together we inspire flight to uplift the world. Your path to awakening the transformative power of yoga starts now. When happiness, true happiness of humans is becoming profitable for an algorithm, we are on the right track. It'll, it'll be just like the transition from oil to solar sunlight, power. solar yeah. power. Yeah. Today, I have a profound interview for you with one of Mexico's best-kept secrets, Marcos Hassan. Marcos happens to be one of the most prolific yoga teachers in Mexico, whose journey began with a pilgrimage through modern-day yoga, starting his studies with Alan Finger in New York, going all the way to Mati Israti at the renowned Main Street Yoga Works in Santa Monica. Marcos gained the knowledge needed to create an incredible school of yoga in the heart of Mexico, Om Yoga, that is a true modern-day yoga ashram. On this uplifting episode, Marcos reveals the value of curating a dedicated community to truly create a supportive environment for sustainable transformation. Listen close as we touch on everything from Marcos's process of student-to-teacher empowerment to how to amplify your purposefulness and your potency as a yoga teacher today. Namaste, yogis, and welcome to another absolutely ecstatic episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast. I am so blessed to be sitting here in front of the one and only Marcos Hassan, one of Mexico City's most incredible yoga teachers. And it's such a blessing to be here in your space here at Om Home in Mexico. Candesa, how are you feeling today? I'm very happy and very happy to have you here. So I want to start with a little bit about you. Um, where are you from and how did you first find yoga? 
So I was born here in Mexico City. Um, many of us here in Mexico come from many places, like all of us in the continent of America. And it is it was a process to, to understand conservative upbringing and also social differences. What is it to be Mexican when I went abroad and I was when I was here. So that brought me to a sense of service to our culture and to understand who we are. And at first it brought me to architecture, then history, Mexican history and philosophy. My interest was social activism and maybe politics, but then not really. <laughs> and then I thought psychology, which is kind of what yoga is in core. So architecture through urbanism was a way to reach out to people. And when I was studying architecture, I experienced the final class of the first year of the school of five years where we saw the compilation of history from Babylonia in Egypt to, Ro to Greece and Rome, and then after the Romanic into the Gothic, and all the way up to the end of the Gothic. And our teacher had slides of every single temple. At first, it was her father alone traveling, then his father with his mother, then with her as a, as a baby, as a girl, as a lady, only her and her father, and then her with her husband, and her with her children, and then her, her with her grandsons in all these temples. So you can imagine we saw a direct insight, right? And in her photography, it came across so clearly that every single society and civilization in humanity has transcended through the architecture of temples. Mm. And my skin was goosebumped just by noticing that God has been at the center of the concept of who we are as a unit and our integrity with the elements and the universe and a cosmogony every time bringing both power and intellectuals and religion and industry and hand labor and middle class every single time in all civilizations, in all places, in all times around the concept of God. So. Inside of that dark room with the slideshows going on, back then we didn't have screens for that, mm -hmm. I had an insight. I knew that if I wanted to be a yoga, a, if I wanted to be an architect, an architect that was going to be able to service humanity in some way and coordinate all the sciences and humanities in the process, The first thing I had to know was God, was a relationship with God, to be, to feel uh, skilled enough around the concept of God to be able to coordinate all these interests and needs of human groups. And I knew that this was going to be hard to find in my university curricula. So I remember just inside of me, knowing, oh, I'm available, I want to meet you, and I want to serve you. Before two days went by, I was already by chance in a yoga class. 
and a Tai Chi class and ended up having my opening in Latihan Keji Wan Subus. And the process started. So I, was, I, w- I went to, to university and at the same time developed my... It was part of my, my daily schedule. I went to class every single day, either martial arts or Tai Chi or Qi Kung or my Ashtanga yoga class or the Siddha yoga lineage that was part of my meditation or the Latihan Keji one. You know, when you're a student, you have a disability to like use the best of every 30 minutes yeah. in your day. Mm-hmm. So I was able to make it part of my, my education. Mm. And so it's how, that's how it started. Wow. So, so you were studying many different ancient arts. I mean, you, you went from Qigong to martial arts to yoga. So all of these you were incorporating all at the same time? Yeah, it was natural. Actually, uh, my, my Tai Chi teacher used to say in class that yoga was a different set of elements and it was not a good combination with the yoga, right? My yoga teacher um, didn't have an opinion about the about the, the Tai Chi or the Qigong. Every single school um, uh, practice meditation with the Siddha Yoga and the Latihan Keji one, some of them would say like, choose a path. And I couldn't help it. I was just enjoying every subject of my, of my learning process. The funny thing was that the slow movement and the steadiness of Qigong and the slow movement of the Tai Chi started manifesting in my circular movements in Ashtanga Yoga in my sun salutes. Mm -hmm. And there was... I, I immediately started... I developed an ability to jump through way faster than anybody else by watching a Richard Friedman video back then. <laughs> Richard Friedman's incredible. <laughs> yes. And imagine my eyes looking at the video. He was floating. And it was... It came, not, it, it came easy to copy it. But it was thanks to the combination of the practices. Mm-hmm. Mm, my, and on the other hand, my martial arts... The, the flexibility I developed because of the Ashtanga practice mm-hmm. was amazing. So immediately my kicks and my squats were full range of movement and it was very easy to reach precision mm-hmm. and, and keep balance also. Like stand on one foot, lift the other thigh, kick, pull back, return and stand without wobbling even my head or eyes or chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hips were very, very steady. So yes, um, that that prana of the Qigong and Tai Chi went into my Ashtanga and the flexibility and steadiness of the Ashtanga went into my martial arts. And they all gave me a sense of presence that went into my meditation, my embodied uh, pranic capacity was clearer there and then the other spiritual practices like the latihan my 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 body just became an instrument for improvisation that was fully awakened hmm. so yes it was a, that that period of my life when i also had my reiki openings and it, that just felt like it more than giving therapy like i felt the reiki held me from above like um like an intense antenna connection mm. and yes all these all these things but i'm sure that you're listening to this and you've experienced the same there's this phrase that's uh, so beautiful when the right moment comes no other moment will have gone to waste 
That is such a great phrase. Wow. <laughs> and we all are, are, are set and designed to include and transcend mm. everything we've experienced. There's, no, there's nothing of our past that's not worthy. Mm. You know, even, even that you learn on rehab. Yeah. And, and, and it's this gratitude. And yes, it is, it is a matter of adding the potential of our past to yeah. blossom in our present. Definitely. And tell me about blossoming into your path of teaching yoga. Because it sounds like you started practicing yoga. It was something that was helpful for your body, your mind, your spirit. And that brought you to God. What made you decide to begin to offer this to others? <laughs> well, Anna Devin, my dear, dear teacher and friend, my first, my Ashtanga teacher, the first Ashtanga in Latin America. Uh, I was in her what first group. What is his group. name? Anna, Anna Devin. Ana Devine. Yeah, she has a beautiful place called Rancho Vidasana in Valle de Bravo, which is like our Lake Tahoe of Mexico City. Mm -hmm. And you just go there and everything is she's just she's an architect too. She was my my, my in, in my school. Well she um so I started doing Ashtanga with her and then one day she decided to go to India. Mm. And we were like a year and a half into this. And she said, well, I'm either closing the school or these three groups or what do you guys suggest? And I was like, is there any other yoga teacher in Mexico who can come and teach <laughs> the class? And she was like, not this style. Like, this doesn't exist here. Like, you can go and meditate. You can go do a yengar. And all of us were bored at the time. With that. <laughs> and Or you can go do, there's this Dharma Mitra guy in New York that has a student that brought, like, Oscar Velasquez came to Mexico. You can also go study with him. Wow. But it was, but it was, it was like, we want this. We want the Ashtanga. We're like, it's, it's a landscape, you know? You kind of learn it by heart. It's a rhythm. The group. Yeah. Starts flowing together. We didn't do my, we we do, didn't do Mysore at that. That, that Mysore was just a place back then. And what we did was Ashtanga Yoga guided classes, mm. and and there were we we went. It was full synchronicity of rhythm and breath. Mm. And there was this voice call, and we all we didn't want to stop. And so somebody said, "Well, some of so I, I bet some of us can teach it." And then somebody said, like, well, lift, raise your arms, if your hands, if you think you, if you can do it. And somebody's just yelled, like, Marcos, come on, raise your arm. <laughs> and I was like, I've thought of it. <laughs> really, I'm going to do it? My, my we was Amado Cavazos, Dani Trejo, and me were selected all out of the three groups, mm -hmm. like, by just how do you call it, like crowd, yes. crowd voting, <laughs> crowd, a real democracy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. And so then we were, um, she said, I'm going to give you guys a teacher training back then. No, I'm leaving the day after tomorrow. So we'll meet tomorrow at noon in the studio, beautiful wooden floor in the middle of a garden. Wow. And she said in two hours, our teacher training. This is the sequence. This is the mantras. Let's go through them. And she said things I will never forget. Like, keep your sexual energy outside of the room. Um, please take a shower, brush your teeth, and come with squeaky clean clothes every time. Then be mindful if people want or don't your adjustments. Mm -hmm. And just always remember 
that the most you can do as a yoga teacher in a like tangible way is say logical and functional words with good rhythm about how to move and breathe. But you're actually not teaching the class. You're a channel for something else to happen, which you're not going to do with your willpower. And there's just nothing you can do about it. So for people to receive what they will receive, just don't get in the way. Just be a channel of it and trust it and don't think about it and don't try to um, guess it or pinpoint it or do it or give commands or advice. Just let it flow. It'll happen. And that was the teacher training. <laughs> it lasted for two hours. I, I, she didn't even say things about money. Like we had to, like, we figured out, like, what did she say about money? She said nothing. So we charge and divide everything that comes in we figured out so I was super curious about how does one actually do a yoga school mm -hmm. I don't want to get into like an issue with my colleagues or her of the community and there's no plan here so back then I remember I took a a plane with my boyfriend to San Diego mm -hmm. and we rented a car and our plane came back from San Francisco And I, because I, I went into the internet, the internet had like three years of being up. <laughs> and there were, and I'm not kidding, 110 sites of yoga back then only. Wow. And that, out of those, there were kind of 70 were American mm -hmm. and, or 60, and then like 30 were from London, and there were like 10 from, from India, and a few from South Africa and something else. And... I thought, I don't want to go to India right now. I just want to do this like for two weeks. Yeah. New York, I don't think I'm going to be able to breathe deep there back then. I thought, now I love it. <laughs> And London, uh, just 36. I don't really know how to move there, I, like for the yoga. So I took this car and visited all the sites that were in California. So I started going to Encinitas to visit the Miller. Yeah. And then, well, I did the, the thing, yoga works. I went to the Sida Yoga Ashram in LA, the um, fellowship. The City Yoga Ashram? Sida Yoga. Sida. They, they all, they, Sida Yoga has many, many venues in the world. Hmm. Um, and it's Guru Maishi's Vilasanand's uh, oh, process. Wow. So it's, it feels like church. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, it's, it's much more than that. And then I went to all these places. Like, for example, I went to It's Yoga in San Francisco and back then with Larry Schultz. He was my first teacher trainer after that. Uh, we brought him. We had a teacher training with Baptiste Marceau. Mm -hmm. So at first I was really looking for all the first um, Ashtanga generation. You know, David um, Williams and the Kests. Yeah. I was actually just looking for what I was doing, which was Yashtanga, but I was open for for the I took class with Mati as well back then. And every place I went, I remember at in Encinitas Dominique was the guy that was teaching way back then. And I'd come in, I take the class. Obviously it was weird to have a foreigner, you know, <laughs> dropping into a regular class in all these <laughs> studios. And I was like, I'm here to ask you, like, how do you charge? How do you pay teachers? How do you market? Is it okay to sell uh, 
really like what is where is the sacred part what why shouldn't i never touch like where how i want to see your altar um <laughs> do you do you touch you don't touch people all that kind of information for me was i had to kind of go and do my research yeah there were no teacher trainings as such at the time like they were starting this was 1998 1999 yeah. i mean there were a few yes but it was At this point, it was an investigation. Yeah, and especially in Mexico, it wasn't very prominent at all. No, there was nothing. Like this, this was the first Ashtanga yoga class ever in the country, and there were a few. Uh, there were five teachers. Wow. Like uh, Guille Marin, Rosemary Atri. She's still one of the best of the world. Like if people only knew what this woman has inside. And Gerta Roch, this beautiful German lady that used to live here, and she had the Ayerger studio. And Oscar Velasquez and Anna Devin for the country. That's it. Wow. And so starting back then and building up the process, everybody dropped into class. For a moment, um, it felt like I was a coffee shop. <laughs> and people at least came to try the coffee once. Uh, and it was a great... Um, It put me out in the world, right? Oh, when, when you're an architect, you just meet so many people. But when you're teaching 20, 30, 50 people four times a day, it really is a massive amount when you do it every week, but you do it all the months of many years. Yeah. And it adds up to thousands of people that, ha that in the moment of, what is this yoga thing? Oh, yeah, there's this guy, Marcos, let's drop by. And, I mean... I, neither them or I ever expected for them to have or not a regular practice. This is just a curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. So I made a lot of mistakes in the process. Teacher trainings helped, but still back then we didn't know how much was, how much pressure to put in an adjustment or how bad was the amount of lower backs being injured going to be. Or the consequence in the sacroiliac joint and the kind of sciatica uh, symptoms that come from doing all the seating sequence without a structure in the spine and instead of making your thighs flexible, just breaking the hips loose. The, uh, the back bends, uh, we, like, I remember it took many years until we started listening or talking about back bending the entire spine instead of just the lower back. pushing hard. Yeah. And the feeling of pain in the lower back in the opdog, uh, actually, I had it registered as the adequate pressure. <laughs> it broke me into pieces but it, it seems like it's obvious but it kind of wasn't uh, everything about yoga was new and different and there was very little information and so then it became a matter of buying all the books you can never imagine I have a whole library at the ranch that is like a temple of every single process that I've had to learn to pull myself out of the intensity and excess of the first years of the yoga practice for me and for the community. Well, mm. what at that time was that community. Wow. So it sounds like your, your first entry was a lot of research and a lot of deep introspection as to how you could create something that was going to be sustainable for people to utilize to practice yoga. When did you actually begin curating, um, say, like a yoga teacher training, mm -hmm. and, and what stemmed your desire to actually help people in yoga? Uh, 
Well, that last part, what stemmed my mind is how to actually like relate to people through the yoga. Every single yoga class, just the orgasm of every single yoga class is enough to know that it creates a bond with yourself and with others that has, there's, you don't need any anything that is tangible to prove it. Mm-hmm. It's such clarity. Mm-hmm. And it came from my own experience. When I, the first was my own promise. When I felt myself in the, in the yoga practice, when I was able to notice my breath, and I was able to notice that behind my breath, emotion was the movement of life, even of peace, and that everything related to to taking a breath was also like part of tears of joy mm-hmm. and shivers of this this commitment of getting to explore me and getting to know me and then sharing that and people having a, a benefit of that well, I think we've all experienced it every single student every practitioner or teacher so that was there um, I I was part of the teacher trainings of the Ashtanga teacher training with the It's Yoga San Francisco manual that Anna Devine gave when he came back in her studio. Her brother taught the philosophy, she taught the art of teaching, what, what it is to be a teacher, and I used to teach the asana, the, you know, the, the workshop with the alignments and, and all the art of sequencing in, of the Ashtanga, the process. But I had already studied with Rod Stryker, and I was very interested in Anusara that was just happening, and it was coming out of my mouth, and I was researching a lot, so I, I would talk about chakras, and I, I was already uh, curious. And so I remember when Anna very kindly came and told me, like, Marcos, this is an Ashtanga Yoga school. Keep it under that paramount don't talk to the students of other things that are not in the program so there, there is less confusion and I and I got it like yes it's very important to have an identity in a school no? mm-hmm. it has there has to be a limit yoga is too much it's I mean I want to talk about pranayamas I was already designing my breath pattern which is different mm-hmm. like the anatomy of how we breathe in this community has a staple and I was developing and so then I, I, when I finished that training I realized I had to open my own school and I took something I learned with Rod Stryker and I designed something called Dosha Asana mm-hmm. and Dosha Asana is I took the asanas that stimulated the different doshas and put them in a cycle that help you magnify and amplify all the doshas but do it in such a pattern that it harmonizes the three of them so it's wow. it's like tridoshic for all humans yeah and so i was able to open my own space and teach my own thing without thinking i was like teaching opening another yoga ashtanga yoga studio mm-hmm. that was gonna create an issue with my teacher and it was then that I started actually documenting my creativity being an architect and having studied history and philosophy it became it became natural and my students started asking immediately as soon as I opened the studio when are you teaching a teacher training and I was like oh (laughs) Uh, and I developed a 50 hour program it, it was actually only the afternoons. I invited a lot of, I had a lot of invited guests. So all the teachers that were already in the city five years after I started that could teach. I, I, I know Sara, Yengar, Kundalini, Hatha Yoga, 
uh, and uh, we also explore the Ashtanga, but all this vari variety, and also uh, like to introduce to people the states of consciousness and the chakra system and the philosophy of yoga. So I had I ran this 50-hour program a few times, then it was imperative for it to grow to 100. And I went with that program all the way to 2010. Happens that by then I'm not doing architecture. And I'm, I stopped working for the NGOs I represented in the UN for the Sustainable Development uh, Summit. <laughs> I like how you just sprinkle that in. Yeah, I stopped working for the Sustainable UN Summit. <laughs> yeah, because all those institutional <laughs> processes were full of, of, of bureaucracy. And I had a lot of, of interests to deal with that were related to government issues and policies and, and, and donors and sponsors of political parties that have personal interests on their income and they're going to vote negative on true development and sustainability and so it was like I was like I really don't want to talk with any of these people anymore <laughs> and and people were asking a lot for the yoga and then I realized I had when I started the teacher trainings I did it as a passion because I was super in love with this When I had studied the teacher trainings, I did it as a passion, and I didn't actually study with the purpose of that being my main career, but it was my main career. Mm -hmm. And so I started investigating in the whole world, I want another teacher training, I want a third one. Hmm. Um, obviously, it shouldn't be Ashtanga, because I had moved on so much. I explored the possibility of studying with Rod Stryker, who I admire a lot and, and look up to him. And I've learned a lot from him. Still, I felt like um, he, he's more conservative than me, mm -hmm. to say in a certain way. And then I thought of doing it with Dharma Mitra, and then I, I needed something more academic. Mm -hmm. And then I thought of doing it with Shiva Ray, and I noticed. She she was a t she was a game changer for me because I I, I I love the way she she moves in particular and oh, yeah. because for me dance and movement you know yes like everything she's she's you know she's the trance dance mama yeah she she made it she 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 created that spin on all of us and what happened there is that I felt like I already had a lot of information and tendencies. And that was too free and too spontaneous. Mm -hmm. And I actually had had a lot of that because of the martial arts and whatnot, my dancing. I also did ballet and um, in classic dance here in Mexico and contemporary. So movement was already much in my system. And so I felt I needed... Uh, I, wanted, I realized I wanted so much structure. And then someone said, why don't you look into the yoga works teacher training? And happens to be that I found that the other works had been bought, but the teacher training kept happening, and there I got it. So you mean there is no head teacher, but the content of the program is holding itself together with coherence so clearly that there's an institution, regardless if it's a business or not, there's an institution that can provide academic process to 
beginners and curious people that wanted to become teachers. And it can hold it. It has an academic department. I said, I, I want to see this because I, I was already a professional in the business and I was clearly becoming a teacher training school. And I, wanna, I wanted how to learn to be a school and not a teacher. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose um, Yoga Works. Of course, then I went. I, I made what I, I did. What I had to do to 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 come in touch with with Mati Rati. Uh, of course, in the process, I developed a very keen relationship and learning from the great Annie Carpenter. Mm. And I was very privileged to have for my whole 500 hours. Like the 200 hours were in the summer, and then the 300 hours were along six months on weekends. And my mentor through the whole process was. Kia Miller. Wow. With Sonia Caro. Wow. And what a time. That was like perfect time. Yes! Like I like I I, I was and then of course Kia introduced me to Guru Singh. Oh wow. And so you can imagine my training all this time. And then I'd go to Vinnie Marino three times a week mm-hmm. and to Brian Kest two times a week. Hmm. And I also at the time I think I took the last teacher training that Eric Schiffman ever taught. Wow. At Sacred Movement, where I used to take classes with Denise Kaufman and so many other amazing teachers that used to teach there that were the last group of in a hub out of what came out of the selling of the yoga works, moving into Sacred Movement and holding that space in Venice to give it its personality. Mm. It's so interesting to hear that because a lot of the people who you mentioned are not only people who I have had the opportunity of interviewing, but I feel are like the the pillars of, you know, yoga today. And I, I really, it's really incredible to witness how you have grokked, yoked these incredible teachings together and I feel them here. And that's why I feel so prominent in coming back here every time because you have so much to offer. It's a promise. It's a promise. We owe it to our to the generation before us. Mm-hmm. We are in debt to their injuries. Mm-hmm. We're in debt to their books. We owe tribute to their efforts as immediate ancestors to make sure we don't lose the water they gathered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are other teachers that it's very important to mention. Um, Alan Finger and and Alan Finger what did he create he's he was a teacher of of of, of um, Rod Stryker at a time he was part of the yoga works when it began he's he was born his father led the ashram in South Africa he understands meditation and the tantric body and practice with such subtle precision. He's so kind. He's so loving. He's held me in his arms and has let me know that I belong. And I truly encourage you to explore him. Mm. He's a very high teacher in our planet. Um, and, and, and this this curiosity also includes exploring the relationships of the history of devotion in Asia and all the process from the Vedic to the Buddhist 
and going to the temples and learning the practices, what's still alive of mm -hmm. every single aspect of that story, and to bring it in, to weave it in into into the next generation. You know, it's it's how can we provide a documented academic program that is dense, nutrition dense enough mm -hmm. to hold tribute to our teachers and give the best opportunity to the next generations to at their beginner class. Don't miss those points, the basic mm. points of of the goals of the practice, right? The the goal uh, that who said it the best in 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 all his his message has been Master Charles. Master Charles Cannon is also part of the lineage of Siddha Yoga. His teacher was Baba Muktananda, who's the same teacher mm -hmm. of, of Guru Maharshi Vilasananda, and he always comes around words circularly to mm. pronounce balance and talk about balance in in every way in the emotions balance in the physical body in balance in our relationships in our sense of self so yes i think it's it's a tribute i feel this academic program It's just being understood little by little by people here around Mexico, some people that have come from abroad as well. And it's a promise for time. Time will tell. Hmm. And so it, it was after the, the, the Yoga Works teacher training that I, I was very inspired. I think what inspired me the most was the way Kia Miller and Sonia Kolol dealt with me in the space. Because... I had already had experience and they were able to quiet me down and let me go through my process without speaking too much. Mm. And when Kia Miller was able to do this, what would you say blossomed in your teaching process? Well, it was very clear that it was, the ego had to be uh, stricken out. Um, and silence is a very good way. Like, she didn't have to tell me something to have me go into silence. They, 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 they showed me how to hold space for someone. I went through a crisis in the process, of course. Like, relearning, already having a full glass, and then, like, being able to appreciate me, but then slowly but kindly let me know that It was okay if I shifted my position into simply listening for some time and see what could happen without even saying it. And the, the voices inside, the passions, the curiosities, the need of expression, I was used to being outstanding, to be quiet. And two days before the teacher training was over, they looked in me at the class obviously they had spoken about it the way they looked into my eyes the kindness with which they were saying time to blossom time to speak time to share mm -hmm. that holding space this contention showed me the importance of having an academic staff that communicates and that understands through observation the, the situation someone is going through and to create a team to hold this in a kind way but with firm limits And that teaching is not in the books. That's why I ended up creating the uh, coaching department in the school. So that ex-students and teachers can communicate 
in teams to hold space properly for students, which is actually what we do with yoga all the time. When you have a private class or a group class that holds for six months or a year and a half or five years, you end up holding space, you know, and you end up listening when it's time to listen, but also putting limits when it's time to do this. And so the idea is for all teachers to learn this through ex this experience, to be able to share it as they're studying and then have a space to be part of it. So this is what actually uh, creates the community. Because instead of just having teachers and students, you have students that just finished training and are reviewing the thing, students that just finished training and are revisiting the academic program while accompanying someone in their learning process and accompanying the teacher in the holding space. So then it becomes easier to be familiar with the role of the teacher from a different perspective. And in time, after some other protocols, they become teachers as well. So, and, or staff. So it's a, it's a, the community is actually a circular environment where every individual ends up playing different roles so at the end in the memory we're all the teachers we're all the students we're all accompanying all each other mm -hmm. and it, this is this is what weaves the community together and the academic program is what threads it into detail because there's every single subject of class, every single homework, every single exam. So this concept ends up being thread by this very particular string, which is the method mm. that's in the academic program. Wow. So when it comes to what you're currently teaching, how do you you know, really create a structure? Because you, you spoke about, you know, coaches and teachers and what is what does your structure look like for teacher trainings? So, and the whole community, um, because the, the, the community has several aspects besides the teacher trainings. Mm. And it is too, like, what is it that I'm actually teaching? I'm actually teaching to hold space with a method that is the practice of a knowledge that you actually study. Hmm. Wow. So my focus is on the coaches and the teachers that are willing to learn this. And I come all the way through to the students. I like, I love, I love the relationship with every single student. There'll be a private coaching session I'll have with every single person. But for you to imagine the structure the school has, it's all, it, it, the base is only a teacher training school, right? The first part. So there's classes nine to two, Monday and Wednesday, or Wednesday and Friday, or Tuesday and Thursday. Those are three different groups. They started at maybe one started after New Year's and the other one after the summer and the other one is an advanced group. And then you have the weekends. That one weekend you have a two hundred hour, and then another weekend you have a three thousand hour, three hundred hour, and so on. And then the nights we have. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., the same thing, Monday and Wednesday, Tuesday and Thursday. So that way we can allow people living their lives in the city, finding space to come to class, to come to school, mm -hmm. when it's a, a, affordable, available in their time. When people come in the weekends, they come to 20, 20 sessions that are 10 weekends. When people come in the mornings, they come for 40 mornings. They're normally moms. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the in the nights, there are normally people that go to office to work, and they come here in the night for 80 sessions for their 200 hour and for 120 for their 300 hour. So it's different different types of people. And so then out of the yoga teachers that have come out of the school, that have been coaches, that then went to the training to become uh, sub-teachers and they, they update students that have missed class and so on, they become used to the, to the content of the manual and also the coaching aspects and so then they become teacher trainers. So there's an academic department that hosts all the teacher training um, staff and then there's a coaching department that is actually the karma yoga department because all the students that have studied that want to accompany someone it's a it's a service this is not paid they're learning in the process and it's beautiful because most of the time they really want to give back mm-hmm. they have received so much personal attention for free from their coaches that they want to play that role and the selection process is related to a excellence program in the academic department Wow. and so through the excellence program they become coaches and then they start being observed when they are excellent also in the coaching to be part of the academic staff and we share them opportunities to start teaching and so those two departments are accompanied by another department called the journey designer department the journey designer wow well i mean people could think it's just a sales department right but <laughs> there's like the the whole environment is gamified and and we all only have different types of players in the system but there is a whole journey meaning maybe you went to a private to a private class with a teacher from here mm-hmm. and you ask for information and then you go to a regular class we also have regular classes in the school mm-hmm. Romina Romiana who brought you here yeah. that she's in charge of that it's wow. her business but it's part of the community mm-hmm. and then after that you might want to take a retreat a weekend retreat a seven day retreat and and then you come to the class and then you become part of the teacher training but you know where you're at Mm -hmm. there's small groups groups of 10 super sharp a lot of attention it's four four staff to 10 students so we are we make sure everybody's kept held in Mm -hmm. very very dearly and then the but then there's time to go to a retreat we have retreats in malibu where we met Mm -hmm where I take them to t- meet all my teachers yeah. and, and, and experience nature and all the raw food that we have in LA and all the, the other new movements happening, like the Wanderlust, I can't wait to go to your Allo classes and the Unplugged and yeah. all these other new venues. There's this like infrared sweat that I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all, LA, is, it's happening all the time. So I like to bring the groups to be updated and also get to meet the sources. And we stay in a beautiful house in Malibu and we surf in the mornings. Do acro yoga. Or with you. And so then we also do New York mm-hmm. and we visit all the teachers in New York and all that movement. That's very important. And we do Bali, India, Nepal, and Tibet. We're on the addition of some specific visits to some specific persons in China and in Japan. And this is also, we go to Envision. We also go to the Udaya live events mm-hmm. in Bulgaria, and we have the Turkey retreat, which is beautiful. Uh, and so, how how do we weave in this local weekend retreats, this international retreats, with the 
regular classes and the teacher training and then on top of that we have the cooking course called why do you eat which we learn the ayurveda in the that's food that's so brilliant that's and so we have brilliant. the transformation course that is also has weightlifting to actually be able to trigger some muscles that some people have dormant for mm -hmm. many years and we combine the weightlift with the mantra of tadasana we we fortify the muscles that you need to hold the main posture of the school which is tadasana mm -hmm. and we do it with a coaching process that shows you why you shifted out of neutral in your posture what emotions what tendencies in your mind what humors and so to, to study all these programs which are, which are the courses the why do you transformation and coaching course to study the five modules of the teacher training and to do the five international retreats it's nice to have a person inside of the staff that's your contact that helps you administrate your budget administrate your schedules and just keep in track of your information of where you're at because people study and then start teaching classes yeah. and then they're ready for a diet change and then they're ready for becoming stronger and then they want to travel and then they want to do the advanced and then they want to teach in the school so you have an inside person yeah. every single student has an inside person there's about five functioning journey designers and the journey designers are keeping the community together sending private messages to to keep people like in the loop you know yeah. like in a personal intimate way instead of through a website or It's very underground in this way. And so the journey designing, uh, the journey, the master journey designer, mm -hmm. the master academic, and the master coach sit with the master administration staff, which is in charge of, there are several things in the administration staff related to social media, the marketing in general, and the financial uh, process of because it's a big staff so it actually needs some some work there yeah like full on accounting i'm sure yeah and so we and we're very like on time with that so that department is also very important um and so those four departments uh have a supervising committee that is the it's my tai chi qigong teacher It's a, it's a senior academic department, which is also Yogendra Sharma, our Brahmin, and Andres, who is the teacher training, has been for the longest in the community and takes a lot of responsibility to hold space, and me. And we make sure that we have a plan constantly, and so everybody has a direction. And so what I'm trying to do is to not be necessary in the structure. Wow. This is my goal. That's selfless, man. That's like, that's, that's really brilliant of you to create a structure that can live without you. It, it's what Mati, that's what, that's what I look up to with Mati. She, but she sold it. I'm not interested in selling it. It's, I, I, it's okay. I understand why like things come about like that and that's okay. It's just that my purpose is if I'm able in this I don't want to say lifetime, like decade, to actually create a machine that can process karma for individuals 
and have a, for it to be a community, this community to be a machine that washes karma, that cleans postures and bodies and, and eating habits and emotional process. Do you imagine that there's a ball of humans and if you come in touch with them and flow and swim into it, you're transformed yeah. just because you came into this mass it's a vortex of a vortex of, of a quantum process yeah uh, so this is the goal this is I think this is what every single uh, transformation community is based on I don't think I created anything new I'm just paying tribute to the sources I have at immediate distance well you're doing an absolutely incredible job let me just say I commend you for being the architect of something that I feel is going to be an absolutely transcendental means of bringing people to deeper awareness of their self. And I, 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 I'm, I'm almost speechless because it's, it's so beautiful to witness it, to be here, to have the opportunity to touch the community and to really see that the community is linked together. And there's all different types of people in this community and they all are so kind loving and mm. compassionate to one another you're you you are a saint in your your own you know i feel like this is this is this is the beginning of something really incredible and i feel this is the perfect time for it this past tuesday we had the karma yoga event it was a symposium on social entrepreneurs and some of them are students and teachers in the school and some came to study yoga because they wanted to take the yoga to jail or they wanted to take it to hospitals. They, some people come to study because they want to serve. They have it clear. And so I made a space for them to, to, to talk. And in the process, we were talking about social difference, the marginal experience of indigenous communities, and how our colonial history has oppression in weaved into with it and racial and tone of skin uh, issues still being processed in our America continent. And it was so beautiful when at a certain moment one of the students of the school who comes from an indigenous community in Oaxaca that then crossed the border and is American and naturalized in Santa Barbara, came back because she fell in love with a Mexican man and took the teacher training here and at a certain point stood up and said, I welcome you all hmm. as a Mexican. And in the understanding of who we are and what we're becoming, it is a time of taking a lot of responsibility and using this information in all genders and social classes and racial backgrounds. And it is the yoga bringing us together. As the, as the panelists that teach in, in, in jail were saying, is there a better word than jail in English? No, I mean, jail, prison, prison. whatever you want to call it. Um, she, she was saying that when you feel yourself, you know. And your behavior is impacted. And so as much as we can build ethics through self-awareness, whatever it is that we can do to empower humans with the tools 
to bring this experience to all of humankind. Whatever it is that is in our hands to inspire, I love the way you do it. Mm. And I love every time, like, I, I also have an Instagram account, so I'm there. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not, right now we're all the TV, right? <laughs> and I love your channel. Oh, <laughs> thank you. And it's, it's, uh, this is our work, and, and we're all doing it. I'm sure that every single person listening to this podcast, if you at all, like, even arrived to this part of the podcast, or you, it's because you, you resonate. Our words are your thoughts. And our actions are a mirror of yours. And we're in this together. Mm -hmm. That's what's most important. Mm -hmm. Is that this is all happening as one. Real yoga. Expanding, evolving, adapting, mm -hmm. and creating together. Hmm. I, I must ask you... What do you foresee yoga doing in the world today with, you know, the amount of resources and the amount of conflicts and the amount of, you know, crazy dictators and all types of suffering that's happening? How do you foresee yoga changing the world? Yoga is an activism. It's activism itself. Its purpose is unity, and not only with others, but with ourselves. I'd say <laughs> it's time to teach <laughs> artificial intelligence how to love humans. That's a really big one right there. We are actually working on it, all of us. This recording is part of it every single post that is inspiring people to understand that it's also available for them mm. to experience smile like you experience smile to pray along the words of the day to dance and uninhibit and trust and travel mm -hmm. and sweat and, enjoy, and be passionate about capacity this this is already happening social media is in a very surprising way creating an avenue for these topics to become relevant to parts of humanity that are tapping into it little by little more and more i see very clearly that we're moving into from the festival environment to an online festival hmm. And this online festival will be, in time, taken seriously in an education format. Online cell phone learning, lifestyle, virtual reality being part of our breath and stretch and strengthen and, and, and prayer. When I say it's time to teach artificial intelligence how to teach, how to love humans, is even as a business, when, when art, artificial intelligence is making a profit of the fact of humans becoming happy, when, the, when happiness of humans, true happiness 
of humans is becoming profitable for an algorithm, we're on the right track. It'll, it'll be just like the transition from oil to solar sunlight, power. solar yeah. panel. Yeah. This is, this is, this is where we're, we are to focus. And in my experience, and this is the most important thing I'd like to leave you with, if you feel service inside of you, create method, refine method, adapt method to different groups or needs or subjects. Because in methodology, we start to have a glimpse of an opportunity for a shift. When we talk about transformation, we, we aspire to it. We love it. We yearn it. We've lived it. We want to share it. In when we're humble, we know that there are patterns of our personality that could break and leave, and still it's tough. There's persistence in things that we are doing that we want to stop. It needs a lot of practice and discipline and being humble to let go of these patterns. Double A knows this, all religions know this, psychologists know this. Like the reform of conduct is the issue. So method, inspiration is key, but then a method to actually carve through those patterns and break them and release them and create new ones. Methodology to do this. The availability, the sensuality, the, the graspability, you know, the, how the familiarity of this methodology is key. And for us to be able to, to as industrial engineers, understand it's a process and, and to, to build it and literally make it available, inspiring and then transforming through what is actually happening in the artificial intelligence. I think this is, this is where our, our, our minds are coming to the service. Hmm. Where our hearts are coming to the service as well. Mm -hmm. for, <clears throat> for our yogis who are listening, who are just starting on their yogic journey, uh, what is one golden nugget that you would give them to keep through, to stay persistent, and to truly blossom into their highest ascension it's in your breath that's where it is <laughs> <laughs> simple yet profound hmm. well thank you and I, I would like for you to also leave those who are teachers with three steps to truly being the most embodied guide to your students? Of course, intuition. Method. And humility. And on that note, in the humility, it's where we open to compassion. You know, no matter what mess we are, all of us have a divine connection. 
sometimes people say, how can he be a yoga teacher? And then you yourself, you're inspired. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody wants to hear it. It, it doesn't matter what kind of a mess we are. We all have a, a connection to God. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is actually an aspect of humility. Knowing even the other person has a connection with God. <laughs> mm, I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Marcos. The Yoga Revealed listeners are brighter and lighter with wisdom and with guidance on this path. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You know, I love you, Andrew. So nice to have you here. And, and it's such an honor for you to invite me. I am a fan. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast. Be sure to check out Marcos Hassan online at marcoshassan.com for his upcoming events, teacher trainings, and workshops worldwide. You can also catch us both at Envision Festival this year in Costa Rica at the end of February. Yoga Revealers, let's thrive together. Make sure to share this episode with a friend and give us a five-star review if you truly appreciate the interviews that we do. This is a community shaped by you. Stay forever true. Blessings and namaste. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.